0: Alright, just waiting. Alright, here we go. Uh, hey everyone, how's everyone doing? Uh, welcome to episode 8 of Triple Thrill. Today I just have Samrat. Yeah, uh, just justin. Justin. Justin couldn't be here today. Justin's here in the room,
1: in spirit.
0: In spirit, as usual. Uh, so, yep, Samrat and Rahul here again. Uh, for episode 8, another hot one here in Edmonton.
1: This isn't discrimination against Justin, by the way, for anyone who's wondering.
0: Yeah, um, don't, don't worry, it's not just two brown guys every time. <laughs> and we're almost basically twins too, so, <laughs> you know. Alright, uh, so today we're, we're going to be talking more hockey. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs are uh, over, uh, the off season has begun. So this month, we're going to be talking about a lot of hockey because the next three weeks are going to be chaos in the offseason. Um, there's just going to be so much happening in the next three weeks. The buyout period has started. The Seattle expansion drafts on the 21st. The NHL drafts on the 23rd. Free agent frenzies on the 28th. So a lot's going to be happening in three weeks. Um, just saying, uh, we, we're gonna—it's gonna be hockey talk for, for basically all of July. But in August, we'll come up with new topics, put hockey aside. But it's gonna be a lot of hockey for the next uh, few episodes here. So on Wednesday, of course, the Lightning won. They defeated Montreal one to nothing. Uh, Vasilevsky for the fourth straight time in the series a game, a series clinching game—shut out the other team. Um, in fact, it's actually his fifth straight. He actually shut out Dallas last season. Uh, so he also won a... the Conn Smythe,
1: which is massive
0: because yeah, goal... he he completely did. Last a time, last
1: time a goalie won the Conn Smythe was like back in 2012, I think, when uh, Jonathan Quick won it. Yeah, so it's he's in very uh, very rare company.
0: So he I is. I mean. His skills Without Vasilevsky, I don't think Tampa actually would have gone, won the cup again. He was just outstanding. Uh, but give give some credit to Montreal. I mean, they they had a tough. They somehow made it to the finals. Um, they they weren't swept. They 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 won one game. Very. Um, they yeah, they could have won another game too. Yeah, they almost did. They outplayed Tampa in the second game. So they. They tried their best. Let's just say that they tried their best, but against a team that was 18 million over the cap, what what else could you expect here?
1: Well, I mean, it's just yeah, we got to commend Montreal. It's like no no team was able to be Tampa. Like the Islanders would have been the closest team, and even they got you know they just they took it to seven games. They couldn't edge it, right? Like two seasons running again. Like they got closer, but it's just it's it's really hard. Like no team is gonna be like no team was gonna beat Tampa this year. They were yeah. bad. they were just on a
0: roll. They they were even better than last playoff run. They they were better in my opinion. Uh, That's fair. I mean, I I know some, I know most
1: people have said that. I think some people have said that they thought last year's is better just because they had to play. Like some of the competition was a bit stiffer than like the whole conditions of the bubble made things a lot harder for every player. But fair. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, in terms of actual quality, yeah, I think Tampa played better this year. I mean, it helps when you have both Stamkos and Kucherov playing at the same time.
0: So. Yeah, they'll probably still have them next season, but everyone else is it's up in the air. Um, you just there's a lot of free agents. Just thinking out the free agents alone, uh, their roster there's still five million over the cap, and they have yeah. to add roster spots still. So it's going to be tough for um, Tampa to. You froze there. Hello? Samrat? Oh, God. (laughs) You, you you were a cut cl- you you paused for a sec.
1: Yeah, my internet cut out. I I honestly I'm surprised it came back. I thought I, I thought we we're gonna have to
0: like stop this. We're like oh, be right back. boys i has gonna figure out the internet. Dude,
1: I, I was just about to text you like yo my internet's. <laughs> okay
0: okay we we gotta we gotta figure this out. Oh boy. You you know what screw you know screw the podcast. i we're gonna do this live. Yo, I'm going to go on YouTube my right backyard. now. All my friends, guys, we're going live on my YouTube channel. Let's <laughs> go. Breathe. Let's get it. Um. Okay, so I do want to ask, like, Tampa Bay, even with what they have to do in the offseason, they're still going to be a contender next season for sure. My I question do, is – I do want to say this, Rahul. Um, Even though
1: Vasilevsky – sorry, Vasilevsky is a huge part of why Tampa won, you know, their Cubs back-to-back. I yeah. think Tampa without okay so obviously if you replace Vasilevskiy with like at least a great goalie yeah right like not, it doesn't have to be like an amazing like god like god tier level but like be, you know even if you give Tampa a good goalie I would still put Tampa as a big contender because oh yeah oh yeah as, oh, yeah. as, as people yeah. rightly noted in some of the comments I've been seeing if if like you know if Vasilevskiy has a bad day the rest of the team steps up. So whether it be like defense going hard and shutting every opportunity or the yeah. or the forwards just powering through and scoring those clutch goals. We
0: saw that so in game three. Like, we really saw ridiculous. that in game three. Vasilevsky was actually quite shaky in game three. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what team step was saying. Up. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, it, like if
1: one part isn't really up to scratch for that particular moment or game,
0: the other guys are going to pull up. And it's just oh, yeah. ridiculous. Right. But, yeah, I was going to ask, like, yeah, Tampa's definitely going to be a contender next season. With Montreal, uh, you know, making a run all the way to the finals, my question to you is, does Montreal even make the playoffs next season? Considering they're going to be back in the Atlantic. Yeah. They're going to have Tampa again in their division. Toronto's still there. (laughs) Florida has really picked it up. Oh, yeah. Boston is still a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. You have those four teams that you're going to have to, you got to leapfrog two of them. And even yep. if you're trying to get the wild card, then you got to look at the team in the other division, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Washington, Islanders, Rangers look good. I think Philadelphia will at least have a ba- bounce back season. So in your opinion, does Montreal make the playoffs next season? They're a playoff team, but this season they really struggled in the regular season.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to say no on that one. Like, it, like that's uh-huh. the thing. Though. Like, if Montreal did somehow make it, I think they'd do pretty well, right? But yeah, in the regular season, like, yeah, I and I'm not saying it's just on this though. Like, it like, the competition that you just noted out is, it's it's ridiculous, right? Like, even some of the teams that you could say are on the decline, like Boston, for example, that's a lot to handle in your own yeah. division. That's not, and then yeah, like you said, like when you have Pittsburgh and and uh, what the New York teams in the other division? Yeah, both the
0: Rangers and Islanders.
1: Yeah, it's I mean you can even argue Caps. Like I mean I, they're still a good regular season team, even though yeah. they're not doing the greatest in the playoffs. So yeah, this team it's just too it's just too much. Like the eighty-two game season is gonna be too much for them. Like you know like is you know is Price gonna just do the same thing where he's like not really showing up in the regular season? So it's like that's not gonna help. And you know what you know some of these clutch players that came. Came through in the playoffs. Like you don't really see them doing too much in the regular season. Like right, exactly. Like, like Byron, for example, who was like scratched quite. A, oh no, he's put in the taxi, or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're gonna make it. And I, I'm not saying that's because like they're a bad team. It's just it's it's way too much competition, man.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I got. I have to agree with you. I don't. I don't. I just don't think Montreal will make it. Uh. Yeah, they have cap space and all, but I I just. Suzuki and Coffey will have to lead the way. Price will have to actually be really good along with Allen the entire season. Um, I don't know if Perry's going to be coming back. I mean, he wasn't even that good in the regular season alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's just... (sighs) You put Toronto, Tampa, I think they're making it. I think Florida's the third team that'll definitely be in the top three and then then you would have to be competing with Boston and some of the metropolitan divisions for the wild card. Just I just don't see Montreal making it next season unless somehow they make a huge change in the offseason. Or you could
1: you could say that one of these teams that we mentioned actually has a down year like in the regular season and yeah. that allows Montreal to pip in, but I don't know like what team would be likely to do that though. <laughs>
0: Because you'd have to pick two of the four that I mentioned. I think Boston right. would be one. Because Rask won't be available until, like, January or February. So they need a starting goalie. Oh, shit. What happened to him? Uh, He got injured, I believe. And he went for surgery. So he he's out. Oh, well, he's 10. still
1: going to be out? for the. Oh, okay. Yeah, for
0: that long. So shit, they, I didn't know it was going to be that long. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're going to need a goalie. So they're going to be going hard for one. Shit. Great. More competition for the Oilers to find a goalie. Uh, god damn it yeah so yeah for montreal i don't know who the, who else they would have who what other team would have to what team can decline i don't know maybe florida looks pretty good still i don't know yeah they look like they're on the up yeah
1: the carolina i i don't think these are just blips that we just saw because of this shortened season yeah and i think you know i think I think I've been reading about people like actually who follow these teams like fans and like you know it's a it's a real thing like this is like a like this is a product of like their building, right? Like their their right. team building, whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, it, it's gonna to be tough for Montreal next season. It's gonna to be tough. Uh, I do want to get to the Oilers because um, <laughs> last podcast we were talking about the forwards and their needs up front. Let's look at their back end. And it's quite a lot in the back end, too, on defense and goaltending. So the two biggest needs on defense and goaltending is a, ta- a second-pairing left-shot defenseman and a starting goalie. Uh, rumor has it that Keith wants to come to Edmonton, Duncan Keith. Um, I don't know how likely that's going to be. And then, of course, we need a starting goaltender. In your opinion, Samra, which of those two is more important for the Oilers to grab—a a 2nd a t- line defenseman or a starting goalie? Like, if we were just talking about solely the position and not
1: looking at like who's available and like what's um, like what what are realistic targets? I would say goalie. Yeah. Just because like the nature the nature of hockey is so you know it's so heavily luck based, and like having a goalie. Pretty much, it, it helps with like pretty much. You know, like you have a good goalie, you can help steal games, which you know most most players can't do at that same kind of level. Right. But if we include all the realistic factors in, you know, like our chance to get it, like a good goalie was kind, of, you know, last off season. You know, there's not. I mean, I know, I know you have some names in mind that like some realistic targets, but it's not. It's not like a huge. Like goalie, like frenzy going on this this off season. There's not like a lot of like targets that we could actually go for, and that right. they don't want to come to Edmonton. You know, yeah. Keith is someone like, you know, the negotiations are going on, and it, you know that actually looks like a pretty decent kind of like probability that he comes since he wants to come to team close to Vancouver. Sorry, like like in BC. Canada, like in in the yeah. yeah, in just like in the Western provinces, right, and so. I would say, yeah, just try to go for the defensive hole, you know, because you know it looks like Clef probably won't, most likely won't be coming back. You know, we we need a lot of like, especially our younger defensive guys. We we need some development going on there to make sure you know that they don't regress or like the whole, you know the whole classic Oilers thing where like players don't actually develop and then they stagnate or they get worse. And and then yeah, just bringing that leadership in like that helps a lot. It, it's very yeah, cool it does you. our team. Especially when it comes to the back end, we don't actually have much experience, which, you know, Keith helps or, you know, any any veteran like that, like anyone who has experience can help. A leader, a leader type comes in, you can help, um, you know, just with management on the ice and, you know, can also instill those kind of leadership qualities in, in our other players, which helps a lot because... You know, Oilers, as much as they've improved defensively over the last two seasons under their tippet, like they still have problems. They still have, you know, those stupid mistakes in them or like the, the loss of focus that really costs us.
0: Right. This, yeah. This
1: is still a major thing. So realistic yeah, I would say right for now, yeah, I think this is getting getting a D man is top priority. Just because yeah. it's it's just because of like the it's more realistic that we can get something that could help us right now.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of have to agree that it's going to be easier to get that left shot defenseman over a goalie uh, right now. it's not like not getting goalie would completely kill the Oilers this season. I think yeah. even I know a lot of Oilers fans would hate the idea of Edmonton going back to Smith and Koskinen or Smith that's and Staylock or whatever like that. Yeah, that's what they said this season. They're like, yeah. no, not Smith and Koskinen. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think. It's going to be enough for the Oilers to get into the playoffs at least, just because of the division the Oilers are in. I will say this, though. The Oilers do need to at least get a goalie by the trade deadline if they want any success in the playoffs. That is good. I know the big name that's really being talked about is Kemper from Arizona. I know Arizona is shopping him around the NHL and. The Oilers are one team that have called on him, so that is one name to look out for. But I think the left-shot defenseman is much more likely to happen, and I do think it's going to be Duncan Keith, just because Chicago just doesn't have any option. (laughs) Duncan Keith wants to leave Chicago, and he just wants to go to the Pacific Northwest, Western Canada, and the only team that really called him is the Oilers. So Chicago kind of has their hands tied here. And today, just today, Holland basically uh it's reported that he just gave Chicago take your lever deal. So take this deal or you can keep Keith. We're, this is the what this is the best we're gonna offer you guys. So man,
1: Ch- Chicago just getting wrecked over here every offseason. Oh man.
0: It's just worth with worth with Chicago with all their the allegations that is going on with them too. So I Chicago's kind of in a mess yeah, right you, now. sorry, allegations. I didn't hear about the the sexual allegations that Oh yeah. Oh yeah. that shit, right. Oh god. Right. That's definitely... gonna be a, a cloud that's gonna be hanging over their head all off season. So they got a lot to deal with, man. They got a lot to deal with. Yeah, they getting wrecked. Uh so I mean that's we talk about left the left side of the oilers, we talk about goalie. The right side of the oilers kind of seems to be set with Bear, Larson, and Bouchard. Now, that's assuming Larson does resign. The closer we get to uh, free agency, the more word I get, of course, that he decides to somehow sign somewhere else, but I, I don't think Holland will let that happen. Uh, my question to yeah, you who, is... who would take him? Sorry, oh, before you before you ask. Philadelphia. Like... Okay. They're, I mean... they're, they're going to make a strong case because here's the thing with Philadelphia and I saw this last year. Again, if Hart doesn't, because Hart's their goalie, but their defense was also pretty weak, so Hart wasn't getting really much help. So they they want to strengthen their back end, and you know, bringing Larson a shutdown defense would help them quite a bit, right? Isn't Larson actually like pretty good with staying in Edmonton though? I, I like what I've heard is they kind of have a deal in mind, but okay. Larson would be like, okay. Is there a place that would offer me a lot more? That's mm-hmm. the thing,
1: right? Yeah.
0: So, anyways, uh, yeah, you can ask that question you wanted. So, my question is if the Oilers, if the right side is going to be Bear, Larson, Bouchard on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you in those three with 10 being the most confident? Like confident in general or like? confident for making playoffs or doing well in the playoffs? Doing like yeah, overall, like doing well overall. In the playoffs. Oh, for like cuz we we're, we're, we're going to make the playoffs with those 3 in my opinion. But yeah, for how, sure. well are, for how well are sure. how well are they going to do in the playoffs? That's the thing. Oh boy, this is tough. Okay. I
1: I mean, I don't like I don't like to like bet against their own players just cuz like, you know,
0: As a fan, I like to
1: believe in our – sorry, I like to believe, right, in our players. But, okay, so Larson's a bit iffy, and that's because the guy's only really only had, like, two really good seasons for, like, all the time he's been here. One of them was, like, this season, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah. So so was that really just a blip, or is he going to be able to pull out maybe, like, 80% of what he showed, like, this season, next season, like – Personally, I was being pretty pessimistic. I was like, "Oh man, maybe like it's it's probably not gonna happen." But then you know, the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, why not? Like Larson's actually learning. He's, you know, he's okay. Sure, you can argue. Well, yeah, I mean, he's Larson he's, is uh, in his prime now. This is prime. Yeah, like he he has that experience. I don't. I think he's actually learning. Like he's improving his game. I th- I think. I think he'll be fine for us. Um, is he gonna be as good as this season? Maybe, maybe not. But he will be close at least. It'll be fine. I, I think he'll do his role well. Um, right. For okay, so now, so the Baron Bouchard are the other two, right? Yeah. Okay, so Bouchard, I think, should be fine. Uh, I don't think he's played enough this season to like have that whole sophomore curse or whatever you want to call it. Sophomore. Oh, streak? he's
0: not going to have a sophomore curse. No, he's 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 going to have a lot more games. So next season will actually be his rookie year. Right. Yeah, I mean I I'm saying I'm not saying Bush is gonna be like this
1: um what do you call it like uh he's not gonna come and fill in like these top top two pairing minutes or and like do really well. You know he's you still he's gonna to, have
0: to pull a Kale McCarr. Uh, yeah,
1: he's still gonna have to ease into the league. Like he's he's still gonna be found out a few times here and here here and there, like he did last uh, season because he's still, you know, he's still young, he's still a rookie. I right. I get that like that's fine like accounting accounting for how young he is and like you know it's his rookie se- like you know real rookie season you know if we if we account for the mistakes that are gonna happen I still think he's quite mature for like like playing wise for his age I
0: still think he looks he's mature pretty, too
1: he, he looks yeah. mature. he looks like <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is or... I mean, he's, he's probably like he's probably older than Keith man just oh he looks most, like those fake man. licenses man oh man <laughs> dude but yeah I I think he's actually quite intelligent already like he has a pretty good like from what i've seen uh he has a pretty good grasp of the basics and he has like a, he, he reads the game i think pretty well sure you know not like he'll have those mistakes and whatnot but i think defensively though he's doing and a, okay sure i understand he was playing like bottom line minutes uh right like this season but even even then like I, you know when i'm looking at him and i'm like dude you're going up this 20 whoa 21 year old was it when he was playing he was going up against, like, actual, like, veteran players. And I'm like, he's actually able to read the game. He's able to, like, make good defensive plays. Not to mention he's also quite – he's
0: a good two-way defenseman from from what we've seen. Like, he's he, going to he, be he, a good two-way defenseman. That's, like, the elite defenseman. The yeah, NFL. yeah, he, he carries the puck well. But he – see, that's the thing. Like, his
1: intelligence is what I'm saying. Like, he knows what to do defensively, right? He knows what to cover up to mark – to make those, like, interceptions and when not to, like, when to actually press a player and when not to. Or uh, I don't know what the term is in hockey. I'm just using the soccer, football term here. But, like, <laughs> it, in uh it, when, you ha- when he has a puck, he has good puck-carrying abilities. I think it's pretty, like, I think it's pretty good. You know, it, it, I think it's just going to get better from here. And
0: oh, so, definitely well, it's going to get better, 100%. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then, like, he helps with the attack. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, I think, like, he understands when to take point shots or not, right? When to help and cycle the puck. I think a lot of that he already knows. It's just like making sure that he can do it at the high level consistently, which is obviously going to come with time. I'm not expecting him to do that right away, but I'm seeing a lot of positives in him. And when I say positives, I'm saying like I'm seeing a lot in Bouchard that I haven't
0: seen in 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 some of our other defensemen over the. I last mean, few years. I'll just say this. I mean, out of all our defensemen. I feel like Bouchard gets the puck to the net more often than other defensemen on our team. Like yeah, almost yeah, every definitely. time he definitely. shot the, every time he shot the puck at the net, it almost seemed to hit the net every time. I, I should mention that's also because he also has a. I think
1: you know, he, yeah, I think he has a high skill ceiling. Like his skills already are actually quite good, but I, yeah, his ceiling looks pretty high. Yeah. And so okay, so then lastly, with Bear. Oh yeah. Okay, Bear, I still believe in heavily. Like, yeah, he, so he didn't, he didn't have the greatest season, you know, like uh, coming after that injury, sophomore syndrome, whatever you want to, like whatever you want to attribute, like may, maybe, you know, maybe just, you know, it's, it's those things, like you have to adjust to like playing your second year. And, you know, it wasn't, like, it was a different kind of season, shortened season, whatnot, playing against a Canadian team, but, sorry, playing against all Canadian teams. Yeah. But, Honestly, I still think Bear has it. Like I thought like his first season was still pretty damn good. Like he showed a lot of skill there too. His first season was amazing. Yeah. Well, I thought so. I mean, yeah. okay. So the thing with Bear is like he's still suspect defensively, and when I want to say suspect. I don't mean like he's bad. Like he but he still has quite a bit of problems he has to sort out there, and that's fine because he's once again he, he hasn't had much time in the NHL. It's fine. But the thing is like I need to start Seeing like signs of like improvement, right? Like that's that's the worry coming in. Can he start showing that he's trying to change, right? So like the loss of focus that a lot of our other D men also, or just our players in general, are guilty of. Like you know being out of position, that kind of stuff. Like not 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 reading the puck, not tracking any players. Like that stuff comes. It happens a lot, or sorry, not a lot. It happens. It doesn't happen a lot, right? Like I still think is still pretty good defensively, but. It happens too much for our liking. I honestly think it will improve next season. You know, like, sure, like, we'll still have, you know, you'll still have those, like, switching off and, and making some of those mistakes. But I think it will improve both ways. Because, once again, Bear, I think, is also another, like, okay, so I think he's more suited to being, like, an offensive defenseman. But I, I think his skills are actually quite good. Like, sure, he had a rough time this season. But I think with, you know, having more time with, like, you know, with, the team, like, with our forwards. Yeah, I, I think, like, he's, he's, he has good skills. I think he has good puck handling skills, too, and I think it's really just about improving his, I guess, yeah, I would say, like, his intelligence of the game, like Hockey IQ or whatever you want to call hockey it. Hockey IQ, yeah. I think that's going to be the big thing, because I think skill-wise, he's he's he has some good skills. I, I don't think that's the problem. So, so yeah, I, I think he'll bounce back. I think it'll be a pretty good season for him.
0: Okay, so how confident are you in that group then
1: i man i don't know what so what would would eight be saying like you do well in the regular season and the playoffs
0: yeah you do fairly well in both yeah um see that's the thing i don't know if these guys
1: are gonna do well in the playoffs though I don't know if they're gonna choke again. i can give you my number i want to say like seven or eight maybe seven point five if i'm Like, on the fence. All right.
0: Yeah, I'm being Uh, a bit optimistic here. Yeah, you're being optimistic because I'm giving them a six. Oh, (laughs) That's my optimism. (laughs) Look at this guy guy right here. Because out of those three, the only veteran guy there is Larson. Yeah, that's fine. here's the thing, like, Bouchard and Baragun make mistakes. And when it comes to the playoffs, mistakes are magnified. Uh, quite a bit okay, yeah, that's a, yeah that's a good point that's, I, that's a problem and with Bear like a lot of Oilers fans especially on Twitter here's the, okay I do want to say this do not go on Twitter in the next three weeks oh dude <laughs> gonna, I, I avoid Twitter like the plague Just it's going to be chaos <laughs> it's going to be absolute chaos but a lot of people want Bear to be gone and it's like these are the same people that want a Nurse to be gone yeah. Not giving Nurse a chance. I'm like, to be honest, if you're looking at the trajectory of Nurse and compared to Bear, Bear still has two or three years until he'll get to Nurse's level or close yeah. to that, whatever. So that's still quite a bit of time. And that's why I'm still – I'm giving it a six. If you're sticking with Bear, Nurse, and Bouchard, you don't have much experience in the playoffs with that group. and. Uh, you know, you see, you look, compare the defense group to Tampa Bay, Montreal. Those are big, heavy, fast guys. And we, the Oilers, in, in our defense group, that that's not what we have, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm giving it a six. Um, the loss of Clef Bomb really also amplifies. If I'm comparing both sides, left and right, right, right. I might even t- touch it back down to a five, not going to lie. I don't uh, really suspect. Well, well, yeah, when I gave my score, I was assuming that like Keith actually
1: comes in and helps improve the guys. Yeah. I don't know I'm it's it's a big if, but I I mean I've seen like it ha- like we've seen it happen quite a lot. Like this is this is how you get those younger guys playing well. You you get that, you get those experienced guys, give them those tips, get them sorted out. Yeah. So uh... yeah, I mean that's fair though. I, I the concerns are real. Like that's it, it. Really could go either way, couldn't it?
0: Oh, it could go either way for sure. And that's the thing with this offseason for the Oilers. It just could go either way. We have this is the first time Holland has. This is going to be a lineup that's just going to be basically created by Holland for the first time. He has so much yeah. cap space. It could go either way, both offense, defensively, and. I am very intrigued and excited, but very scared at the same time. Because this could go very wrong or very right for the Oilers. <laughs> it scares the crap out of me. I uh, get ready for another decade of darkness, my friend. Oh, my God, these three weeks, I don't know how I'm going to manage these three weeks as a hockey fan. Well, no. Like, this past Maybe. week, just the past three days with all the Keith rumors... It just, I could, it's, like, refresh the Oilers on Google every, like, hour or so. Jeez. That's what I was doing at work. You know, at least you don't have a high expectations. I don't. I mean, I, I I, won't be surprised if the Oilers finish, like, third or even get a wild card. Like, dude, I, I can so good, I can dude. see LA jumping the Oilers. Dude, it's I okay. I
1: actually, I actually don't care if we, like, barely scrape by into the playoffs. As long as we do well in the playoffs. That's all I care about.
0: I'll, I'll I'll say this uh, I guess because we're going to get into the off season like right away here. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the four, like we have four big needs: a left winger, third line center, right. defense, goalie. Out of those four, how many do you think that Holland needs to get for this off season to be a success? Oh, this off season particularly? Yeah. Oh, that's out of the four. How much does Hall need to get? Um, I think you'll need to get at least
1: two out of the four. Okay. okay. And I think realistically, it's like you need that left-handed D just be, like b- because there is an option, and then in the left winger, because there are a few options, especially with those Tampa players, you know, having to be traded off because of the cap and etc. That kind of stuff. Those are, those, like, I mean, okay, I'm not saying it's going to happen because nobody likes coming here, but those are, like, pretty decent players. Or, sorry, no, those are good players coming out that we can actually get and to fill our uh, roles. And then, yeah, and same thing with, like, uh, just to reiterate the whole goalie thing. It's like, yeah, we can try it for the trade deadline, and if you can't get it, then fine. Like, it's just one season. Just wait until, like, some of the better goalies are you know free or like on the market right like we we can it doesn't have to be this season it's it's i mean it would be nice obviously but it you know we like we we were already doing like solidly without like insane goalies it's just, like it's not really our goalie's fault that we're like getting destroyed in the playoffs like that's our players not turning off so fair but third line center i i mean it's it's okay i don't i don't think that's like a I mean okay no okay fair enough depth depth is a problem we we need like clutch depth players fair enough but you know we're kind of making do with their top top ends talent anyways so if we have to go another season without like great third line center or like a good one then okay whatever it's like it's business as usual it's fine
0: we we you know
1: Oilers have been there done that
0: right I mean, I, I know one thing for sure. Holland's definitely going to be trying to get all four. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, realistically, um, I do see Holland gain three of the four. Oh, shit. I do see that happening. I, like, Wait. for me, okay, let me rephrase that. For the for this offseason to be a success, he needs to mm-hmm. get three of the four. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Realistically, yeah. two out of the four. But for it to be, uh, you know... For it to be successful, he needs to get three of the four. Hmm. Um, left winger for sure, and that lefty for sure. Okay. Um, cool. And Obviously if, yeah, and if it's going to be the third one, it'll probably be the goalie. Yeah, 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 <laughs> probably be the goalie. Um, third line center, we do need one, but you know, McLeod could be there. Could help. Fill that hole for a bit. I mean, it he, yeah. he won't be good enough for the playoffs, but for the mm-hmm. regular season, it should be good enough. Yeah. Heck, I, I would. So. You know what? Why not bring Sam Garnier back and fill that role? Dude, I would take that in a heartbeat. No, joke. Like, oh, man. Like, no, I mean, that, that would work. <laughs> I think that would work. The Oilers have traded Sam Garnier twice. Yeah. And both times, it has backfired, I feel. Both times. Yeah, I don't know why...
1: Why is it him that gets traded? Was there I something specific? I about don't get years? it.
0: I just don't get it. He's such a good depth player. Oh yeah. He's I mean, such even a now good depth player, age,
1: which is pretty ridiculous. Or I mean it's quite good,
0: yeah. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite Oilers of all time. You know, Under- and then not to mention like
1: he still has that connection to Edmonton. So, I mean, he still I mean, wants he still lives here.
0: Yeah.
1: No, he still lives here. His family lives here. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. family does. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like- yeah, his family is like this is our home. We're not leaving Edmonton no matter where we go. Yeah, so I just, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Just give him, like, he would be okay with Anshul minimal so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not bring him? All right, do you want to wrap that up here for today? Uh, Maybe I'll ask you a question. Okay, let's turn it about no, just, around. It's just, it's a little
1: small thing. Um, it, just yeah. on the note of, you know, Sam what would okay. you think, or do you think, if we had a guy like, or if we had Gagne himself in the playoffs, this playoff season, or yeah, this playoffs oh. against the you New know, Jets, do you think he would have been one of our best performers in our in our series against Winnipeg? Oh, player?
0: okay. I thought I thought you were going to ask what it made a difference?
1: Yeah, no, I'm not going to put the onus on him to like come through and like clutch us a whole series. That's yeah. not going. That's that's a team sport,
0: okay? You're you're not okay gonna... with Gagne. I would say yes because Gagne is one of the few Oilers players that we've had. That game in and game out, he gives it, it all. Yeah. There we go. Game have, in yeah. and game so, all, he gives it all. Uh, see, he's is, one of the few Oilers that do that, does so that. This is exactly what I'm saying. Like,
1: have him back here. He can. It, so, not only do we get a guy who's actually turning up for big games, right? And then, you know, playoff, like regular season games and the playoff games. But then you also have a guy, you have an experienced guy in the locker room who's actually able to instill that kind of belief. And that motivation to the rest of the team, and people listen to him because he's been there for a while, and people like him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I mean, he doesn't have much playoff experience at all, but he's a veteran in the NHL, so that's fair. Yeah, he would still bring that leadership to them for sure.
1: It yeah. doesn't help that he
0: went to Detroit. Yeah, so. I'll say that it doesn't help that he went to Detroit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of. Um, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> Yeah, he really took the short end of the stick there. Oh, man. You but know. yeah, that's that's all I want. That's just uh the, the one point I wanna end off at. That's fair. That's fair. I mean we uh next next episode we won't talk hockey. We'll we'll wait until the expansion draft. Um next week I, I do want to talk about all the Marvel stuff 'cause Yeah. There's quite a bit to talk about Marvel. Man, screw that. I'm just waiting for Suicide Squad. Hell yeah, <laughs> yo King Shark all the way! <laughs> yeah. Yo, did he see the last Suicide Squad trailer? Oh, can't. I mean, I saw
1: a trailer recently. I don't know if that was like. Bro, the,
0: actually, either yeah, sure trailer, either trailer. You scroll down the comments. Everyone's talking about King Shark and how much they love him. Already,
1: yeah. I mean, it looks good. Yeah,
0: it's good. No, all I right, mean, all right, all right.
1: This movie is got me pretty hyped because it look. It seems like exactly the zany, wacky kind of movie that like. <laughs>
0: you would expect from, like, James Gunn with, like, a project like this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Who knows? Maybe James Gunn's the guy that turns around the DC. DC. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? They need a turnaround. I mean, I don't
1: think think he'll be able to just because, you know, WB and... um,
0: They. exact uh, suck.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. who was it? Not AT&T. Who's the other... Who's the other guys who own wb i can't
0: i can't remember now i don't remember either I'm anyways not, yeah I'm, a lot I'm of those exactly like,
1: mess everything up so i like people are like yo why don't we just let snyder finish his justice league saga no fuck that i'm like what like what the hell is going on <laughs> let's reboot everything yo yo um Henry <laughs> Campbell, you can f off we're not even gonna do like n- pri- or like uh what's this called like Earth Prime Superman, or whatever, like the normal, like the, the typical. The normal, yeah. yeah. Screw Clark Kent. We're going to go to, like, Earth X 500, and we're going to do, like, all the other different universes or whatever. I, I'm just like, okay, I, I don't know. You guys don't know what you're doing, clearly, at all.
0: <laughs> screw them, yeah. Whatever. All right, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. We'll wrap it up there. But kind of a segue to our next episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, I uh, hope everyone, those who, who are listening, enjoyed it. Again, Rahul here, Samrat, thanks for joining me. Yeah, you, I'll take you, it, guys. you didn't pull a Justin and abandoned <laughs> us again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, this has been Triple Thrill, episode eight.